All right, Rich Casanova here in the podcast studios for Pro Business Channel in Barrow Buckhead Studio. We're getting ready for another episode of the Georgia Podcast. I have uh, joining us in the studio today is Michelle Alexander, financial literacy instructor with AJM Financial. So before we get into the show, Michelle, what are, why would people lean in and listen to this show? Because you help people with what? Planting their money trees. That sounds good to me. Let's do it. Yes. Welcome to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production, and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Now join Rich Casanova, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. All right, as I mentioned, we got uh, Michelle Alexander. We're going to be talking about planting your, uh, your money tree. And we're talking about probably deep roots in this tree, right? And lots of leaves and vegetation create a shade over your retirement or maybe a shade shading your uh, future and giving you that. Because there's nothing, I mean, we'll stick with this analogy, right? Because I'm feeling it, right? So if uh, there's nothing like having that uh, vegetation around you, kind of cools the environment, relaxes people. Is that is that pretty, going with that flow, is that pretty good? Absolutely. And it helps give you that cover, as you said, because, you know, life happens and we all have emergencies. You know, anything can happen and a lot of people are not prepared for them. I can I can name a number of emergencies that has happened to me over the years and even recently. But things come up and you have to deal with it. It was a leak in my living room from the gutters. And I'm like, (laughs) who who gets this? And now you have to come back and there's a stain and there's, you know, somebody has to pay for that. Yeah, 100 percent. So uh, before we get into some of your story and your mission and so forth. So um, as we mentioned, financial literacy uh, instructor, your mission is to empower individuals with sound financial advice so they become skilled at living comfortably with their within their means. Absolutely. Um, and we, we talked earlier before we went on the show, your childhood experience. And maybe we'll reference that because it is like, um, you know, a lot, I wouldn't say most people, but a lot of people don't like that word budget because they feel like they're constrained, right? Absolutely. But it's about um, having that peace of mind that if you have that strategy and that plan in place, mm-hmm. you can enjoy things and not be, it eliminates a lot of stress. Absolutely. Right? You know, I've heard a, not, a lot of analogies about using a GPS to tell you where to go. And right. that's exactly what a budget does because who wants to drive around Atlanta with no directions? <laughs> right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So you need to have that same direction for your money. So when you are out and if you're an impulse buyer, you know that you really can't afford this today because you have a budget and you're sticking to it. All right. You have to have it in writing. And um, she definitely has the background to back this up. Uh, not only the years in the industry, but you've also conducted financial uh, literacy seminars at local DeKalb County uh, libraries, local chapters of the IAAP, which is the International Association of Administrative Professionals. Um, a whole slew of people that you've worked with, the House of Hope, as we mentioned earlier before we went on the show. And so you have a, at least a two-prong, a three-prong approach, I'll, I'll, I'll call it, right? So one is um, helping those individuals through those workshops and seminars, uh, you also work with non nonprofit or faith based organizations. Yes, Tell absolutely. us about some of the that, that those experiences. Well, um, working with House of Hope, you know, you go there and they have a health and financial fair, or they just have a financial fair. You know, for for the church and the community in general, people can come and learn from different. Uh, people in that industry, whether it's, you know, finances on uh, wills and estate planning and insurance and all of that. 
but I feel more my my area is grassroots. I'm trying to help you manage your paycheck, live day to day, because that's where the rubber meets the road. I mean, if you're already in a position where you have a portfolio, you may not need the certain type of help that this person who's trying to live off of $25,000 with two children. Right. <laughs> and they only have one income coming into the yeah, household. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the, a different scenario. The math doesn't add up. So you have to make the math work. Absolutely. Right? You have to make it work. And a lot of times I, fi- I find that it really is emotional for people. Oh, you yeah. Know, you want everything we see. You know, we want things that we see. We want to make sure we're, we're as good as everybody else or we think everybody else is better because they have this or that. And you get caught up in that lifestyle and then you make all the wrong decisions. And when that ceiling does burst because right. you have some type <laughs> of leak, you have a bigger problem. And both of the... Uh, the virtual and the um, uh, the figurative the ceiling burst, right? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, and you mentioned you hit on a couple of things there about um, uh, people's expectations and, you know, not m- monitoring their money and their expenses. And, we, and, and now in this day and age, people get caught up with the social Instagram in particular, right? And so the perception is this person's a rock star and they're uh, traveling around the world and they've got the most expensive everything. But a lot of times it's just a facade or whatever. I mean, it's a digital uh, makeover. But then on the other case, they are um, trying to project that, and it's costing them in many ways, right? Absolutely. I mean, everybody's life is great on social media. I mean, <laughs> right. who's, you know, who's going to you know, you know, type in, oh, you know what, uh, I lost my, my job today. My roof is leaking. My, my roof is leaking. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm having issues. I have to go to the doctor. No one's writing right, about yeah, that, yeah. you know, or they not may not always be telling the truth. You know what, I'm having a hard time managing this right now. You know, we had a death in the family. Um, you know, my car broke down and, you know, people are not talking about that. Right. And to me, that's a real conversation because that's how we help each other. If you can tell me what you did to help uh, yourself get out of this situation, maybe one thing you said out of that conversation will help this person and you don't even know they're suffering. So that's how I kind of approach when I'm doing a workshop because I've had people come to me and say, you know what, I really needed help with that. I'm glad you were here today. Or, you know, this was painless, you know, things like that. So that's a real conversation of not living the life that you think everyone else has. Cause you can have a nice, great, big right. house. <laughs> empty house or a lot of, uh, Absolutely. um, uh, I think you and I should, should launch a new social media platform called uh, true. Absolutely. <laughs> <Right>? I like that. <laughs> and, and, um, there's no filters on that. Everybody just tell the real truth and real story. Absolutely. Um, but what you kind of also illustrated is, is if they are, uh, not just living behind their means, just not monitoring and and then they go into a platform online like GoFundMe because they're they're up a creek, right? And but um, what you're proposing, you're preaching, if you will, is if you have the strategy and the plans in place and uh, anticipate those rainy days, right? Absolutely, and that's all I say. Prepare, plan for that rainy day because it is coming, and it may not be a hard rain, but it could be. But the rain is still the rain. If it's a hard rain, you definitely want to be prepared for that. I mean, I had my car go out on me on someone else's driveway. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Speaking of that, in like rainy days, we've had a lot here in Atlanta. And go back. We're going to stay with this analogy throughout the yes. show because I think it's perfect. The tree mm-hmm. of um, if, if your roots are deep enough and strong enough, mm-hmm. the tree's not going to wither um, from lack of rain or too much rain is going to cause it to topple, right? Bend and break. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I know uh, I'm going to start. We're going to get back on topic. But <laughs> thinking of the trees, I was at a, a LeaderCast event. 
and uh, Tyler Perry was the speaker, and he used he told this amazing story uh, applying to business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he talked about the people that come in and out of your life. Yes. Um, he he used the, the analogy of a tree again, mm-hmm. and he said you're going to have some of those folks that are. Uh, the little bit of wind comes along, right? And um, that branch or those leaves, those leaves, and they're seasonal. So they come in and out of your life. And when the season changes, those leaves are gone, they're gone, right? Then you have the people that uh, will stick with you to a certain point, right? Uh, the branches of the tree, because, you know, a little bit of wind's not going to toss out every branch, right? They're going to be there for a while. But if, if enough of disruption, enough of a challenge comes along, those branches are going to give way, right? But the real people that are going to be with you no matter what, uh, you know, good times and bad struggles, triumphs, celebrations are the roots in that tree. Absolutely. Right. They're not going anywhere. Absolutely. And um, I don't know. I was just getting chills kind of thinking about that story again. Um, <laughs> so true. And with your money, that's yeah. what that budgeting is for. Right. Because you've planned and you saved. So you can definitely go on a trip. Right. Yeah. You, know, you can do that or you can plan to have, you know, emergencies are going to happen. So there right. should always be an emergency fund, yeah. even if it's just five hundred dollars. Right, you don't yeah. have to have a million dollars. Right. But have what you can afford to have. It will help subside something and, and i'm probably already already doing this but this tree again from the financial perspective <laughs> you could use the analogy of the leaves that's your fun money that you know it's okay Absolutely. to spend a couple of the leaves right because they're gonna you know they're gonna re they're gonna regrow um but don't be spending your roots Absolutely. Right? Yes or yes? Absolutely. Oh, yes. That, I love that. I'm going to have to use that. Yeah. And this, we'll write it down, but this all comes back to your, your mom is, I uh, told you that, uh, as a, uh, in your early years, yes. uh, and that kind of piggybacks on what your analogy you're using today. What, what did she share with you? Or, <laughs> well, or maybe that, she drilled into you? That when, you know, my first job, I made $90 a week. Right. You, know, you can tell it was a long time ago, but, um, you know, it was only $90, but she said, you can't live anywhere for free. Right. So I had to pay $10 rent for four <laughs> weeks of my $90 paycheck, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, for the summer. Yeah. And so I always remember that part that you can't stay any place for free. Even if you're staying with someone else and right. they're helping you out, you still can't stay someplace for free. Right. You know, so that $10 helped, you know, it helped me to remember to save, to put yeah. to the side, right. plan for the week, you know, so I never went hungry. I didn't have to sit around watching everyone else eat lunch right. because I had my lunch money. Yeah. And so, you know, you had to monitor the income. I heard somebody say years ago, different, uh, the Western culture mindset, uh, at least in America, North America is we use this term called spendable income mm-hmm. in certain countries. That's not even, you can't even translate that. Like in, uh, maybe the Asian culture, there's not really a translation for spendable income. Mm-hmm. Right. And Absolutely. yet that's the way we think about it. And, and you know what? And that's the thing about it. Most people think if they just pay their bills, whatever I have left, can just, I can yeah, I can just spend it, you know, whatever no. I want. There's a budget called zero base balance. Okay. And that means you bring everything down to the zero dollar, right. zero number. Okay. So you account for everything in your life that comes out of that paycheck. Now, of course, you may not have enough paycheck for those things, but then you right. get an opportunity to see what you can remove or you may have to make more money. So you may have to get a second job or you right. have to do something better to get a better paying job. And, uh, Speaking of that zero income or um, zero based budget, zero based budget. So what do you coach people? Um, Is that something where you recommend they keeping every receipt, writing everything down or are using some technology or there apps out there and devices where they can, you know, monitor so that because there's there's nothing uh, more valuable than seeing it, you know, in uh, in a chart form or in in real uh, rather than just arbitrary numbers, right? I agree 100, 100%. When I first started doing this for myself, that's exactly what I was doing. I used spreadsheets, I used Excel, right. and, you know, I use, I can, I still use paper and pen sometimes. Right, right, yeah. 
But you have to see that so you can see the tracking of it. Now, of course, with modern technology, you have all the devices. You can uh-huh. check your um, bank statements at any time on all the apps that are out there. But you still need somewhere where you have this collectively. Right, exactly, yeah. And you want to follow that budget to say, hey, I only have $50 for this. I only have, you know, $5 for that. And, you know, I still, I use the envelopes. A lot of people think that I picked that up from someone else. Right, right. <laughs> I did not. Let me say that I did not. I've been doing that since I was 18 years old because after that first job, right. I went to another job, which was my real full-time okay. job. I got in about two months. Yeah. I was 18. The first thing I did was on that payday, I took envelopes that they use as a reply. You right. know, no one ever uses it. Right, right. And I took those and I would write down tokens, lunch, this, that, and I oh, wow. money in those envelopes. Okay. And so that means for the week, I always had lunch money right. or every two weeks or whatever it was. And it was gone. You didn't borrow from the other envelopes. I did not borrow and I, because you were taking away from something. Yeah, yeah. Some people say you're robbing Peter to pay right, Paul. Right. You're doing the same thing to yourself. Right, So yeah. why would you do that? So there was always money for something. So that was at 18, and I don't know if that was even being done back then. Right. I like that. Uh, I went to a seminar years ago, and they used the whole uh, physical glass jars, mm-hmm. and you would literally put a label and all these different jars, it seemed like, uh, you know, kind of um, you know, a- antiquated or it seemed like, uh, not, you know, not nonsense, but it seemed like, why well, do you need to do that? Just, you know, put it on a spreadsheet. But there's something about seeing it, the, the tangible, right? Absolutely. Everything on the spreadsheet is, is kind of like accounting. You know, everything is done in the background. You know, your money is moving someplace right, else, right, but you, exactly, need to, yeah. you need to see that on <laughs> yeah. paper exactly what you have and what yeah. it is. So the jaws help you see, I don't have anything left. Right. So envelopes are great because you can carry those around if you right. need, um, but jars are kind of difficult to carry around, but yeah. you still can use that at the house. It makes a big difference when you can see that I don't have any more cash right. to spend frivolously. Right. It's not important. Whatever it is, that's probably not important. I do like sleeping indoors. I don't like sleeping outside <laughs> right, in exactly, yeah. weather, and I like to eat. So I'm going to make sure I have those things maintained. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, switch topics here and talk about you know your mission, your big picture. Um, and before we do that, just uh, again remind our listeners you're listening to the Georgia Podcast with Rich Casanova here, your host in the studio. Joining us today is Michelle Alexander. She's a financial literacy instructor with AJM Financial. How would they find you online? www.ajmfinancial.com. Okay. That's my website, and all the inf- all the contact information is on that site. And um, just again, there's a whole you know home page about us. Contact. There's a gallery and also a blog. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and the three areas that I was um, zeroing in on here is. Uh, consultations, group seminars, and financial workshops. Talk about each of these. So. Um, and before we do that, I think I've kind of answered my own question, but mm-hmm. primarily we've been talking about individuals. Mm-hmm. So what's the um, the balance of, do you work with uh, companies or professionals or organizations? We mentioned the nonprofit. What about in the business space? Uh, how would you kind of balance your time or your clientele? Is it, uh, what's the balance between personal, nonprofit, business professionals, and then is there any organizations or companies you work with and, and but that's more of an accounting thing I guess right well in the accounting that. area that's one thing but for me personally to go in to do a workshop for a company I would love to do that I have right. not done one of those as of yet but right. that is definitely on the radar but the o- other organizations would be the church um, nonprofit organizations such as Norcross Cooperative Ministries I volunteer there so I'm doing the um, they have a money management series so you go in you can go in two uh, two 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 days in a row like Tuesday or Tuesday out of two weeks or I'll go in on a Saturday, like this Saturday, I'll right. be there doing from 10 to 12 and teaching about, I, I forget the topic for Saturday, but it could be credit repair and how to get out of debt and all of that, 
uh, right. type of um, information. And um, as well as the other organizations, all nonprofit as well, uh, working with the library uh, uh, as well with a, a branch manager had me come in twice this year to be able to talk about credit repair and again, becoming debt free. So those are hot topics right now and student loans. Is that all? Is that part of the um, project uh, Take Charge? Yes, that's another. It? That's the Cater Cooperative Ministry. Okay. That one helps individuals in the Cal County area. If you're, you know, you may be about to be evicted, or you may have an eviction, or right. um, I mean foreclosure, or you just someone lost a job and you're having a difficulty. They will fund you the money to get you current. They don't pay the fees, but you have to come to that financial training to be able to get the funds. So it's three days consecutive in a week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. That's great. That that last piece, right? You know, because uh, um, teach a child, so to speak, right? Um, Help them along. You know, um, I I like that. Okay, so let's talk about these. um, uh, So the workshops, consultations for individuals and families. We don't, you know, we're talking about an individual, but uh, talk about the dynamics of money and families, Whoa. (laughs) I don't know if we have time for that, but yeah. (laughs) Well, one of the articles I have written in the Atlanta Voice was, are you a spender or a saver? That's a good place to start. When you have a family, you need to determine what are you. Because if you're a spender and you're marrying a saver, uh, there might be some conflict along the way. But if you're both savers, that's a good thing. You're probably going to be pretty good. But if you're both spenders, you need to recognize that as well because you don't want to spend everything away because if you have a family, more things happen. And so with one person individual, you can kind of handle that. But if you're sick, the child is sick, the other child is sick, the husband's sick, or now the car breaks down, you have a lot going on. Yeah. You know, so you don't want to spend all your money on Saturday while everybody's out, you know, having a good time while it's nice and sunny. There's a lot of free things in Atlanta to do. But uh, you mentioned the balance of uh, in a in a uh, family, the spender and the saver. That could be good in a balance, right? So it's a check and balance situation. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, I'm thinking of some relatives that maybe kind of check those boxes. And um, on paper, it sounds good for mm-hmm. a balance. But really, you're going to always almost be in conflict, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, they're really two opposite ends right, of the spectrum. Yeah. And, you know, if your mindset is like, I want to save for any day, I want to make sure we have, I want to make sure we have, and this other person is like, you know, well, let's just have Let's enjoy fun. life or whatever, let's, right? You, you can and, enjoy life and still be a saver. Yeah, but uh, for that spender, they have a different perception of, you know, life, you know, their whole mantra is, if you will, life's too short, you know, uh, you're a miser, you know, you don't spend anything on anything, right? Yes, I've heard all of those about right? me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so in some cases, when you run into uh, that dynamic, you almost have to put on your uh, um, your marriage counseling hat or something, right? Because that can, you know, we know of not only in the top five, probably in the top one or two, Absolutely. that's where between communication and money is... Grounds for divorce. Right, yeah. Everybody's, you know, now yeah. they're, you're really torn each other apart on the right. end of it. And, you know, you, you're right. When you're talking about money, it is very personal. Oh, big so time. when you're dealing with individuals or any type of group, is it is very personal about teaching, and it's personal finance. Right, yeah. So you have that. So I do try to get to understand a person, their mindset, and where they come from, and see how it can help redirect that or change it, change it and see and say, hey, this is what you're doing, and if that's not working for you, let's try this. You know, I suggested to a client I have now that, hey, you know what, and, and I'm not ashamed to tell the story. It's not a big deal. I said, you know what, I'm going on a budget of food. I'm not buying just to eat. I'm going to buy 
something I can have, and I'm going to eat this every day of the week. Because I right. read a story a long time ago that this lady ate tuna fish sandwiches to get her stuff <laughs> in order. Right. So my mind was a little upgraded. I yeah. had rice, I had a vegetable, and I had a meat. And I don't oh, yeah. eat meat, so I had fish. Right. That was like a meal for like 30 days. Oh, that yeah. was dinner. Right. But you know, it's like, oh, well, I have a family, and I, you know, I, I, we, we don't want to eat this all the time. I said, I'm not saying you have to do exactly that, but you right. need to find what your thing is that will work for you. Right. And maybe cutting down some of the eating out. Right. Oh, big time. Um, and then, you know, a little bit on, on this line is um, credit cards. Let's talk about credit because you, uh, you do some seminars on that topic, Absolutely. credit repair. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some, you know, not say do's and don'ts, but why do people um, get caught up in the credit trap, if you will? It's easy money. Right. I don't have to think about spending because all I'm doing is swiping. I never, yeah. when you hand over cash, you oh, think yeah. twice about it. Right. Big time. You know, if even if it's a dollar, I'm like, this what is a dollar? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Paying for that. It's just, just nonsense. Yeah. I'll get it. But put, the, put it on the plastic. Yeah. yeah. Just put it on the plastic. So, yeah. you know, and, you, and and I think sometimes that, you know, having that plastic makes people feel good. Right. They exactly. Think, yeah. You know, I feel Goes back to emotion and money, man. Absolutely. It's, you can't separate the two. I, right. I just want, you know, I have this card. You know, they gave yeah. me this platinum card. They gave right, me. Right. Yeah. No one gave you anything. They're trying to help themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, if you want to spend all your money when you get paid on paying back some money that you right. could pay cash for. Yeah. That's a mindset. Yeah. So that's all I try to convey to people when I'm having a workshop or e- even a re- it really says financial workshop, but it was right. originally a boot camp. Okay. You, you have to think about what is going to work for you, what is helpful for you. Right. Do you want to stay in this situation for the next five years or do you want to move ahead? And um, uh, share briefly that story or just the outcome uh, before we went on the air. You mentioned that uh, you had someone that attended your event and then fast forward uh, later down the road, they connected with you and and t- tell that story. Yes, at the House of Hope Church in Decatur, um, they have a health and financial fair just about every year's an annual event. This particular event, I did a credit repair workshop. Right. They only give you uh, thirty minutes because there were various speakers throughout the day. Right. And one of the young ladies in that class, you know, I, I didn't remember her. I didn't know all the people. But a few years later, she came to my table at another event at the same church, and she said, "Do you remember me?" And I said, "Yes, you do look familiar." She said, "I took your class two years ago." And I took your advice, and now my house is in underwriting. Wow. And she's a millennial. So I was very, very happy with that and very proud of that because, you know, everyone talks about millennials. They don't listen. They don't listen. But she listened, and she got what she needed out of it. I didn't have to sit down with her. We didn't have to go through a lot because I gave enough information for you to take the steps to even increase your score. Right. To fix this or fix that, you know. So she took the advice, and that was the key thing. She could have attended the seminar, right. but she took the advice. <clears throat> yeah, big time. That, that made a big difference. So that was very exciting. You mentioned um, different generation. What's been your experience with, um, do, you, do you sense a different mindset with the current generation? And or, it's kind of a two-sided question here, is uh, how much of this, this issue with money um, – carries over to, uh, to the next generation when they saw their parents either struggling or, um, you know, in debt or, mm-hmm. right, does that, does that carry over or, or do they, um, they see that, you know, they don't want to repeat those mistakes? I think it still depends on the individual because you can live in a household where they just, you know, kind of threw away money. They're right. always struggling and you have this person who comes out and they are the total opposite. Right. You know, my mom made sure that, you know, I paid the $10 because you right. can live somewhere for free. Right. But we didn't always have the same <laughs> background of managing our money. Right, yeah. So, you know, I think I picked up more from my grandmom than um, 
you know, than her. Okay. You can come from that background. You can come from a household where everything was great and, you know, everything was done right and done properly. And right. now this person is, you know, constantly in debt. They can't pay their rent. They're right. always asking, you know, someone to, you know, to borrow money. Right. So I really think it's just how a person ends up and what, you know, it still goes back to the emotion. If you're younger and you feel like I didn't have enough growing up, when I get older, I'm going to buy all the shoes in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Oprah, she says she, you know, couldn't have dogs, so now she has a bunch of dogs. Right, yeah. You know, so you have to take all of that into play, and when you get out, no one teaches us how to manage our money. No one gets instructions with a paycheck. You just <laughs> get it, <laughs> right, and yeah. now all of a sudden you have this money. I don't have to take instructions or directions from anybody, so now I can do whatever I want. I'm going to show them I can spend money, and it's okay. Right, yeah. And then when you're 40, you're trying to figure out how I'm going to retire. Right. All right, so on that note, um, we have just a couple minutes left here. Let's talk about, you know, what's next or what's on the horizon. Any uh, scoops here or what's uh, what's cooking uh, in your wheelhouse? Well, um, this weekend, actually, I will be at the North Cross Cooperative Ministry. Okay. Um, we I signed up for that Saturday session, and on Sunday, I will be back at House of Hope Church for the uh, annual financial fair, the health and financial fair. So those two things on the horizon, as well as I'm planning on having a uh, like a one-day workshop. Normally, I've done boot camps in the past where it's six weeks. Wow. You come in, you pay one price for the six weeks, right. but you get, you build upon those lessons. Yeah. And that's what's very important because it does offer you accountability. Right. I'm the accountability partner. I'm giving you slight things to do so when you leave, you can manage that. You come for two hours and you come back, and that gives you a 21-day period to create a habit. So that's one of the things, um, but I find that people tend to not want to come for the six weeks yeah, because yeah. I have so much to do on Saturdays. I have this life. To so, juggle, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to try to condense it down and have a one-day workshop, which will probably be in the fall. Okay, awesome. And um, one more time, how would folks find you? At www.ajmfinancial.com. All right, so Michelle enjoyed. Um, actually, can you leave our, our listeners with, um, um, if, if they are having challenges with uh, credit or financial or money issues, uh, what's something they, they could, you know, take away today and implement right away that could make an impact, um, you know, moving forward? You know, you mentioned the 21 day, which has uh, been psychologically proven over the years that, that 21 to 30 day period. If you can either adopt a new habit or remove an old habit, the likelihood of you carrying that on for long term mm-hmm. is, I mean, through the stratosphere. I mean, um, so what's something that someone could do uh, as a uh, simple step if they're having challenges with money what's something they could implement you know and take away okay we live in a fast-paced society and I understand people don't have a lot of time but if you can delete one paid meal out of the day because most people probably buy breakfast right they buy lunch and they may buy dinner yeah. that's three buys out of the day right why isn't one of those being home cooked or you bring your lunch right or you bring your breakfast You'd be surprised by that $10 that you save for lunch. And most lunches are not even $10 anymore. Right, you exactly. go to Panera Bread, which is right. healthy, <laughs> oh, another I know. Chipotle, you're going to spend the $10 or more because right. now you want the chips and then you want something to drink. Right. I mean, you know, no, one of those things will make a difference. And trust me, I've done all of those. Yeah. I, and kind of still do. Just even drinking water. Drinking water. Instead of grabbing a paid a beverage, right? I bring The ripple water, effect of there that. There I go. Yeah. All right, I see we had some water right here in the studio for you. There it, it is. Was, it was from the fountain. <laughs> All right, Michelle, we'll see you next time. Again, Rich Casson over here for the uh, Georgia Podcast on the uh, Pro Business Channel. All right, thank you. Absolutely.
On behalf of the Pro Business Channel, we thank you for listening to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Join Rich Casanova for the next Georgia podcast and download on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.